0: Alright guys, and welcome to another edition of Just A Guy Talking Football Podcast with P.G. Janky. I am Just A Guy. We're going to run it back for Monday night. A lot of news happened yesterday too. Too much happening, so I decided to break it all down today for you guys. Bunch of trades, a firing, and we've got our power rankings. Our post week 8 power rankings to give you. So, let's go to... The action from Monday, just a quick review Las Vegas Raiders visited the Detroit Lions We saw the Lions be victorious in this one, 26-14 A couple things that I had, a couple thoughts And then we'll get into the news that happened right after this game Or the next day Uh, Jimmy G did not look good 126 yards passing and an interception We saw Devontae Adams targeted seven times make only one catch Uh tragically overthrown a couple times which was uh very sad to see their defense definitely played well they had three turnovers and a sack they did everything they could to keep the the Raiders in the game and that's one of my uh points too I mean Detroit looked good Jameer Gibbs welcome to the league I mean he just ran all over these guys 26 attempts for 152 yards he had 37 yards in the air and Guys, a little little key in too Sam Laporta is good Very good That tight end out of Iowa Rookie um, They lost TJ Hawkinson Who was another guy out of Iowa And now they have Laporta And he's playing some pretty good ball um, If you uh, Queued in on our Monday show I told you to take Laporta uh, 50 plus receiving yards Plus 105, that hit Um, Jameer Gibbs, anytime touchdown hit A couple ones I didn't hit on Devontae Adams having over 5.5 receptions Wah wah And then Jared Goff having uh, 1.5 Touchdown passes, couldn't quite do it Every time they got in the red zone They just kind of fell apart Um, Detroit was lucky that they were playing the Raiders I think, and the Raiders were so inept Because I'll be honest with you uh, Um, Raiders had a lot of chances To get right back in this game And really, I mean, 26-14 uh Lions are lucky that the Raiders played pretty ineptly But the Lions defense played pretty well Came back alive, six sacks, nine QB hits But in the end, Raiders played just bad enough to get their head coach and GM fired Yes, yesterday Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were both relieved of their duties in, uh, at Las Vegas A couple thoughts on this one, guys, real quick um I haven't always been the biggest Josh McDaniels supporter as a head coach I don't think I've talked about it that much on the pod I know I've talked about it with uh some people outside the pod um just just not a big believer in him and if I'm a Raiders fan if I woke up today I'd probably be like okay I'm, I'm happy that that we're moving on because Josh McDaniels did look like he didn't know what was going on but let's just look at to see what he did too real quick he came in a couple years ago when Bissachia, I think, was the interim coach after Gruden. He took them to the playoffs. Um, almost beat the Bengals that year, by the way, who went to the Super Bowl. But they said, no, 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 no. That's not a big enough splash. Let's give me McDaniels. He comes in and... Him and Ziegler start, you know, building their own, like, little way that they do, you know, the New England way, I guess you will, or the Belichick way, however you want to describe it. And they go, no, Derek Carr, he sucks. You know what? Bench him. Bench him and get rid of him. I don't want to even see that guy. Give me Jimmy G. And now if you look, Derek Carr is having pretty decent success in New Orleans. I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to go to the Hall of Fame. No, not by any means, but he's hitting open receivers and he's, and he's keeping the New Orleans Saints in pretty much every game. I mean, yeah, he's, like I said, he's not gonna be a Hall of Fame guy, but I'm going to tell you this, Derek Carr probably would have hit Devontae Adams wide open a couple times in that game on Monday. So instead, now you got rid of Derek Carr. Now you don't have a quarterback. You don't really have anything going on. You basically let Josh McDaniels come in, tear up your whole system and leave. And fire him for doing it. So, I mean, because it's kind of basically the same thing he did in Denver. Jay Cutler, pff, I don't like that guy. Get rid of him. And then they get, get, get rid of Jay Cutler, and then they're like, well, who's our quarterback, Tim Tebow? And then, and then he got fired there, and then it's like, well, what do we do now while well, we rebuild? So, needless to say, uh, I'm happy, you know, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm happy. But I'm also a little bit perturbed, if you will, I've go, about going, well, why did we just let this guy come in here and tear up our whole system just to get rid of him? You know, I just don't get that. So I, I am a I am a big fan of Antonio Pierce. I don't know how well he'll do as an interim head coach. I, I think he's got his work cut out for him, but I am a big fan of his. So I'm going to be pulling for him. Um, and if I'm him, I might want to look at uh, Sid and Jimmy G because I don't think... He, he, the only other thing that I'll say about Jimmy G, and I know I'm not a big believer in Jimmy G, and I'm going to drop it after this, and I'm sure Jimmy G will be happy to hear that, he just looks so nonchalant on the sidelines. Every, every interception he threw on Monday, or every time that they didn't get a third down, or he missed a pass, he just kind of looked like, oh, sorry guys, yeah, blew that one." Oh, sorry guys, yep, didn't get that third down either. I, he just, it just didn't seem to register him. You got Devontae Adams throwing helmets. You got everybody pissed off. And, you know, you got Jimmy G just kind of like, oh, well, that, that, that stinks, guys. I'm, I just couldn't do it. So I don't know. I think, you know, I think you need to get somebody else a little bit more fired up in there. And as we all know, not a big Jimmy G supporter. All right. We had uh, the NFL trade deadline go down yesterday. And... As we all realize that the NFL trade deadline is, A, way too early in the season, I believe. I think they should push it at least till the end of November. Um, We saw some more action. The last couple of years, this NFL trade deadline has uh, started to become like the NBA slash Major League Baseball trade deadline. Where we're seeing some decent names getting moved. Um, The big one yesterday, Chase Young. Former number two pick overall Traded to the San Francisco 49ers For an absolute steal Of a third round pick Now if you listen to this pod you probably realize I'm a pretty big believer In the 49ers uh, This is an all-in move for For them Absolutely This is putting Chase Young On the opposite side of Nick Bosa For a third round pick a day two pick. Now, not to say that you can't find great players in the third round. I'm not thinking you're going to find Chase Young in the third round. And not for that potential and level of talent. This is huge, guys. This is an all in maneuver. They want to get some more pass rush going. Well, good luck trying to figure out if it's Chase Young or Nick Bosa coming at you. Because Nick Bosa, I know, was having a little bit down of a weekend or a couple weeks. Um, but. Yeah, this is this is this is crazy. Plus, they got the bye week this week, so they basically have about a week and a half to two weeks to kind of get used to playing with each other, practicing that kind of thing. These guys played on the college team together at Ohio State. Uh, this, this, this is big time. This is big time. This is Von Miller to the Rams kind of stuff, guys. And we know what happened that year. The Rams went all in, got Von Miller, and what did they do? They ended up winning the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say San Francisco is going to win the Super Bowl. Actually, I did pick the I'm sorry, I did pick the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Um, but this definitely makes them closer, and especially for a third-round pick. Come on. All day long I do this move. All day long for a third-round pick. All right, the next move that we saw that I would probably call one of the bigger ones. We saw Josh Jobs get traded to Minnesota for a sixth-round pick. Kind of a throwaway, definitely a sixth-round pick. Um, it's a desperate move for Minnesota. They just lost Kirk Cousins. Josh Dobbs has shown repeatedly over the last, uh, year and a year, year and a half, um, that he can start in this league, not start at a high caliber by any means. Um, but he, 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 he comes to compete. I can't, I can't deny him that. I mean, Arizona basically just said this last weekend though, that they were kind of tired of him. Kyler Murray's coming back soon, so they were gonna bench him for uh, Clayton Toon um, in Arizona if if Kyler Murray's not ready, which it sounded like Kyler Murray might need another week or two. So Dobbs was a throwaway in Arizona. Uh, but Minnesota, he has a chance to start. I'm not gonna say he's gonna start this week. I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if he can walk I don't know if he's that familiar with Kevin O'Connell's scheme to walk in and start. I think you're gonna see Jaron Hill this uh Hall, Jaron Hall, pardon me, this week out of BYU start from Minnesota. But you know what? They needed a quarterback. And here's the other thing, too, guys, because a lot of people, there were some rumors out there that they might sign Colt McCoy, that they just hit brought in Colt McCoy for uh for a tryout. Think about it this way. Josh Dobbs is in football shape, football ready shape. He's already been playing NFL football. When you haven't been playing NFL football for a a week, a two, a three, a four. It is not that easy to just snap right back in and go, oh, I'm, I'm ready to play. It, it, it isn't. It's been proven. Nick Bosa just said he's having a harder time this year because he didn't have training camp. I mean, he's been playing games. He didn't have the training camp leading up the games. So think about it that way. So Colt McCoy hasn't been playing. I think he was cut from the Commanders, if I'm not wrong. Or no, cut from Arizona cut from Arizona and I kind of think during training camp they they traded for Josh Jobs and started Josh Jobs but needless to say he hasn't been playing any football recently Josh Jobs has so he's in football ready shape he's he was a throwaway in Arizona Minnesota went and traded for him I don't know what it's gonna do for him maybe Kevin O'Connell can figure it out he's definitely it seems like they've got his team clicking it's a huge loss losing Kirk Cousins so so we're gonna have to see what happens here Okay, another another move that happened yesterday. Um, Ezra Cleveland, uh, which is a backup uh, right guard, I believe, uh, got traded from Minnesota to the Jacksonville Jaguars for a six-round pick. This is uh, pretty significant because he was a starter. He got injured, and Dalton Reisner came on in, was playing really good for Minnesota, so he was kind of like, well, Reisner's in and playing really good. How can we step away from him? So Jags needed another piece on their team. Got it. I think this is a great move for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if it's necessarily going to work out all that well. I mean, like right away, because I think he's still dealing with a foot injury, that is. But once he's back up and healthy, he's going to probably be their starting guard. So I, this, is, this is a great move. Another move that happened. Uh, we saw the cornerback Douglas get traded from the Packers to the Bills for a third round pick. This is a a good maneuver for the Bills. They had some injuries in the secondary. Tredavious White tore his Achilles, I think, in week four. So he's out for the season. Pardon me. And I think that this is a a pretty low-risk, high-reward maneuver. Because Douglas has been playing some pretty good ball for for the Packers uh, in the secondary. And... You know, the Bills rely on some good secondary work. They got two strong safeties, but their cornerbacks aren't necessarily, you know, lighting the world on fire. So this guy, I think he's got a chance to go in there and be a starter right away. Uh, A couple more uh, maneuvers that we saw happen that I'll give a couple quick uh, thoughts on. Donovan People jones uh, wide receiver, traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Detroit Lions. I think this is a smart move for the Lions because they gave up a six-round pick. Uh, They've been trying to see who can get it going other than Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta, and Jameer Gibbs slash David Montgomery. They've been trying it with Jeff Reynolds. They've been trying it with Jameson Williams, um, who they got for a high round pick a couple years ago, and hasn't necessarily come up to what they were wanting. Donovan People Jones, very underutilized in Cleveland, and that's because they got Amari Cooper. Um, They got Elijah Moore. They got some guys that can play wide receiver. Donovan People jones is still a good wide receiver. He's proved that he has some talent and some potential in this league. I think he's going to fit in just fine there in Detroit. I think it's a strong maneuver for him. Uh, we saw Leonard Williams get traded to Seattle Seahawks uh, for a second and a fifth round pick. He's got an expiring contract. He's still got plenty left in the tank. I mean, the Giants traded for Leonard Williams a couple years ago from the Jets. And Leonard Williams is a pretty uh, good good lineman for him. I think he's gonna be a good lineman in Seattle. I think this is a good move for both teams. I think that Seattle definitely needed a more more of a Leonard Williams, that's for sure. And if you look at it, the Giants to get something for like get a second round pick for an expiring contract, that's pretty good. Speaking of expiring contracts, Montez sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second round pick. Okay, you know I'm a Chicago guy, so I'm gonna have some thoughts on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay them out. I don't know which way I'm leading yet. I've got thoughts on both sides. Let's go to let's go to the side of another second round pick, Ryan Poles. Another second round pick. We just traded a second round pick that ended up being potentially a first round pick, basically if you look at it, because it would it was a 32nd pick overall for Chase Claypool. That ended up being Joey Porter Jr., which we could probably use a Joey Porter Jr. on the team at this point. So another second round pick. Another one. Montez Sweat technically isn't even signed past next year, too. So he's got an expiring contract. So he's going to be looking for more, more money. So Ryan Poles, unless you signed him to a deal right away, which I haven't seen that news break, um, he's got you. He's got you where he wants you. Okay? Because he knows you're desperate for a pass rusher. We are desperate for a pass rusher. Am I desperate enough to give up a second round pick? I don't know. Because I don't know what we would have gotten in that second round. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, Florio calls it scratching off the lottery ticket. You know, some you know we instead of waiting to scratch off the lottery ticket, we went and took Montez Sweat. So now let me go to the other side of things. Okay, so we went to really another second round pick. And what if this guy doesn't even sign with us next year? I'm sure the Bears are going to try to sign him okay here here's the other side a second round pick is a very valuable pick but at the same time these are all just lottery tickets some lottery tickets don't get cashed you know why because they don't come out they don't make it happen so that's something to think about now if montez sweat comes and does what montez sweat has done before and has the potential to do Montez Sweat is right now probably he hasn't even barely he hasn't even played a game for Chicago. He's the best pass rusher that they have. But absolutely. Yannick Nagakwe, I'm, I, you know, he's been missing in action the last couple weeks, is you know, has not been giving you anything for the money that you signed him for. And that was a desperate maneuver. So Montez Sweat walks in the door. He's the best pass rusher. Montez Sweat. If he plays to what he is, is better than a second round pick. And if you had Montez Sweat, a guy come out to be Montez Sweat from a second round pick, you'd be super stoked. So there's my other side. If they sign him and he works out, okay, great. Great. Then you got him. So I kind of don't mind the, you know, the only other thing that I'm on the side of, okay, Ryan Poles, you're rolling the dice, fine. one, You can't let one hiccup control you from going back up and trying it again, right? Because Chase Claypool worked out, he's never supposed to make another maneuver ever again. No, he can't be snake bit. You gotta, you gotta, you know what? He cut Chase Claypool. He moved on. Didn't work out. Hey, it happens in this league. Ask uh, San Francisco how it worked out trading all those things for Trey Lance. Okay, things don't work out sometimes. So you got to be able to make the maneuver and go again. If they sign Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat is anything like he was in Washington, this is a huge, huge maneuver for them. So we'll see. The jury's out. I I got feelings on both sides, obviously. We'll just have to see. Okay, move right along. So, let's go to our power rankings, guys. We'll dive in here quick. I I don't need to uh, beat up every team in the power rankings like I usually do since we had a little bit to talk about with the firing of Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler and the crazy action and the trade deadline. Okay, so number 32. Uh, You won a game. Granted, you didn't win. It, you didn't win it very convincingly, Carolina Panthers. So you are number thirty-two on this list. I still got a lot to prove there, um, but we'll see what happens. Hey, congratulations on your first win. You didn't go. You didn't go winless. Number thirty-one on this list gosh you know what Arizona Cardinals I I want to put you a little higher I mean you could be in danger of being at the bottom of this list too but you actually play way more competitive football than Carolina Panthers in my mind so number 31 on this list and just wait I think when this team gets Kyler back it could be potentially they're gonna shake some people up I mean yeah I know Baltimore the score is a little you know lopsided at one point but they were playing, they were step, stepping with Baltimore pretty much the whole game. So that, I just want to point that out for the Cardinals. Okay, number 30 on this list, the Chicago Bears. Yes, yes, they are 30th on this list. And that is because they are probably the worst of the two win teams. And yes, they are worse than the Giants. Giants are one step ahead of them. And that, their one reason is is because the Bears' defense does not play anything like the Giants' defense. Giants' defense has been on fire the last couple weeks. Bears' defense has not. They they have one good game against a struggling Raiders team, and they had me buying back in too, guys. I, I, you know, but they got a lot to work on. They got to make sure they run their football, that defense, as well as it looked. I mean, yeah, they're doing well against the run, but man, they're getting eight alive in the passing game. And a lot of that has to do with that zone scheme. They tried to shake it up in the second half of this last game, but they got to do a little bit more consistency. So, and one of those things that they had to do was get, rush the passer. Because they can't rush the passer. Well, they tried to take care of that. But they're a 2-16, guys. They're a 2-16. And, you know, we're making trades trying to compete. But whichever, you know, technically you're still not out of it yet. Okay, let's go to 29. New York Giants. I mean, offense... Nothing to write home about, but that defense playing out of its mind lately. Seriously. Just been playing solid, solid football. Wink Martindale doing a great job there with that Giants team. Rushing the passer, doing a great job. Um all right, number 28 on this list. New England Patriots. Go from the highest of highs being Buffalo to not looking like anything against Miami. So, I mean, not shocking there, by the way, guys. I didn't think that they were gonna go down there and truly compete with Miami. But you know, we'll we'll have to see. I thought they'd keep it a little closer, but New England still still uh, jury's still out on them. Okay, number twenty seven on this list, the Green Bay Packers guys. Like I said um, in the game review, Jordan Love uh, can't hit receivers. They can't get the running game going, which I think they got to get the running game going to try to help Jordan Love a little bit. Uh, they're they're throwing the ball at an insane rate, and and not even when they're that far down a game. So. LaFleur, I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like that, that seat might be getting a little hot up there as well. Okay, number 26, the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, fired your coach, fired your GM. Uh, talk about maybe benching Jimmy G. Okay, well, let's see what this plays out. They're, they're either going to go one or two ways because I don't think they're going to just hang around. They're either going to fall all the way down or they're going to start bouncing back up. So we'll see. So, uh, Raiders Nation, stay tuned. We're going to have to see what happens with uh, all the shakeup this week. Number 25, a team on the move on up and probably be up a little higher. Congratulations, Denver Broncos. You guys are definitely uh, looking a little up and up here. I think they could potentially be um, doing a little bit better on this. Uh, The defense definitely looked better in this last game, especially against the Kansas City Chiefs team. Holy goodness. So, and you know what? They started running the football. And, you know what? You start running the football and playing good defense, you know, things will start to happen for them, Denver. Okay, number 24. Uh, This team, I think, could have easily won on Sunday, and they didn't. That's the Houston Texans. Now, why are they above some of these other teams? They are in danger of falling, falling on this list. But I am still a believer in all the pieces that they have. I think they can get some more going. Um... They CJ Stroud definitely struggled this last game and kind of shocking for coming off a bye. They just they looked really flat. So we'll just have to see what happens there. Number 23, the Washington Commanders. Uh played the Eagles tight. They always play the Eagles tight. But man, they just traded away a couple great pieces, uh, especially on their defensive line. They just lost uh, you know, half of their defensive line in a trade in trades yesterday. Uh, yeah, you got a second and third round pick, I get it, but it definitely looks, it looks like they're starting that rebuild mode, so, um, uh, moving right along, number 22, gosh, this team, uh, drives me crazy, I thought they were doing better, uh, that's the Los Angeles Rams, I don't know what the Stafford, uh, update is right now, if he can't go, it's Brett Ripon. it looks like, I think Stafford said he was gonna be back, I could be wrong, uh, Rams, <laughs> For playing so well some of these games and then just, just coming out and just getting rolled in about six minutes in the Dallas game. Yeah, it just stinks. Okay, 21 on this list. Indianapolis Colts, you have to limit Gardner Minshew's mistakes. You have to. You're too you surprisingly enough, you're too good of a team to be twenty-first on this list. You really are. These last couple games you could have easily won and you lost. And it just came down to mistakes by Gardner Minshew. If you limit those, Shane Steichen, you will win more football games. Your team is very surprisingly competitive this year. Very surprisingly competitive. And they should be winning more games. Okay, number 20 on this list, the Atlanta Falcons. They made a little maneuver, uh, getting away from Desmond Ritter, which I've been calling for for a couple weeks now, guys. Taylor Heineke led them on a couple drives. Let's see what happens. I think they're going to probably stick with Heineke. I think you saw everything you could from Desmond Ritter. He might be a decent average quarterback, backup quarterback in this league. Come in and maybe make some plays, but his ceiling is just not that much higher. And I think you got to turn to Taylor Heineke and maybe think about drafting or looking at you know some of these quarterbacks next year because you got too good of a talented team to to be wasting it. You got a lot of great skill players there. Okay, number 19, and in danger of climbing this list. What? Tennessee Titans, guys. They did it. The Will Levis era has started. It started with a bang. Four touchdowns. My goodness. You mean to tell me that somebody played the Titans and they didn't have to worry about just Derrick Henry? They worried about, you know, the uh, defense's top getting blown off? Guess what happens? You start putting up points, and now all of a sudden, you're not one-dimensional, Tennessee Titans, welcome to the Will Levis era. I hope it's going to go as as, as uh, I was predicting. I think it will add that spark. I think this team needed it, and they got it at the right time, and they get to show it off tomorrow against Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, number 18. This team, gosh, this they played really good the other day, uh, last Thursday night. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, they are surprisingly competitive still. The Mayfield experiment's not over. He didn't. He didn't necessarily lose you that game the other day. There was a couple other factors. I mean, their defense definitely didn't look that good. But Buccaneers, number eighteen on this list. I don't know which way the direction they're heading. Seventeen, the Los Angeles Chargers. Congratulations, you beat up on a big bears, uh, bad bears team. Um, you look good doing it. That's for sure. You kind of you pulled. You definitely put you. You pulled your foot off the pedal in the second half. Now, I don't know if you didn't want your foot on the pedal or if you just wanted to kind of ease it off, but I think for a team that looked uh, kind of dysfunctional the last couple of weeks, they definitely uh, put it back into the right gear uh, last Sunday night. Okay, number 16 on this list, the New Orleans Saints guys. Uh, definitely looking a little bit better. You, you know, I kind of gave you some of my Derek Carr thoughts. This team has a pretty good defense it's got a pretty good aging defense though they the the defense isn't what it was necessarily i would even say at the beginning of the season a lot of teams putting up a lot of points against this team so new orleans saints you're gonna have to keep putting up points just to let you know so because i don't know if that defense is gonna be able to hold these teams so like they used to okay number 15 on this list the cleveland browns Man, if they could just get this uh, quarterback situation figured out, they'd be a lot higher on this list. And I think they'd win more games. Their defense is playing out of their minds. But P.J. Walker's in the answer. And to Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's got this rotator cuff. We'll just have to see when he gets back. Number 14 on this list, uh, the New York Jets. Not a pretty win against the Giants. I mean, basically very ugly game. But hey, you did what you were supposed to do. You hung around, your defense kept you in, and you made and you made a win, a win. So that's what you're supposed to do in this league. So if this team keeps hanging around, you're seeing Aaron Rodgers already throwing the football on the sideline. He tore his Achilles. It's not like he just, like, stubbed his toe. Uh, this is going to be crazy because if this team's, you know, you're going to have to be make sure that you're okay. And I've got a line that can actually protect Rodgers. But, man, if he comes back before the season's over, ooh-wee. All right, number thirteen on this list, Minnesota Vikings guys, definitely playing really good ball. Now they're gonna miss Kirk Cousins. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm calling up Aaron Rodgers and going, "Hey, what'd you do to make yourself better?" So, but I mean, Kirk, get well soon, man. Thoughts and prayers for you, brother. Vikings, no thoughts and prayers for you. Sorry, you're in the NFC North. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, uh, you know, we'll see what happens at the quarterback. This is a big blow, but their team is definitely was playing. Very much trending upwards. And trending upwards in a pretty weak division. Okay, number 12 on this list. The Pittsburgh Steelers, guys. So, they are a confounding team. They have a great defense. You know, I've been hearing some of the rumbles about that they're they're, they're a fraudulent team. Uh, you know, I can't necessarily say that. I, you know, the only thing that I don't like is I definitely don't like their offense. Their offense is... Is nothing to watch, and it's not exciting, whether it's Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky in there. So number 12, Pittsburgh Steelers. Number 11, climbing this list, Seattle Seahawks. They're technically in front of the Niners in the division right now. I just can't put it. I just don't think that they would beat. I just don't think they're going to beat the Niners. I just don't. So they're number 11 on this list, playing some pretty decent ball. I got to see them put up a few more points, though. It feels like they could be definitely kind of stagnant and run, you know, like, they run great all the way up to the red zone, and then they... Yeah. And then they run great all the way to the red zone, and then... Yeah. So, like, it just... It seems like they, they're, a lot of their drive's stall out. I think I need to see definitely some more offensive output. We have seen Jackson Smith-Njigba be great in the red zone lately, so maybe that's their key. Just need to see some more offensive firepower from the Seahawks. But they got Leonard Williams, too. They're, they're going to be a force. Number 10 on this list... Oh, started off slow last year too and, and climbed the rankings. Cian, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, guys. Bengals beat up on the Niners in San Francisco. Uh, impressive. A very impressive win. I, you know, it's a dead NFC North is not an easy division. And, you know, they're gonna cannibalize each other a little bit, but uh Bengals are gonna have something to say about it, that's for sure. Number nine on this list, Detroit Lions. Like I said, good win. Their defense played pretty well. Their offense did do well, but did not put it in the end zone as much as I thought it would against uh, a lowly Las Vegas Raiders team. Raiders defense is no joke, but you know what, Lions, like I said, you were lucky to be playing the Raiders because I think um, another team would have maybe scored some points on you and made that game a lot closer than you wanted it to be. Okay, number 8 on this list. I'm sorry to have to do this, but they fell 3 straight losses, San Francisco 49ers. Um they are not what what the team that beat up on Dallas really bad. This is not that same team. But they just got Chase Young. They got a week to prepare, to think about it, to, you know, have it run in their heads how they had 3 straight losses. They got Jacksonville after the bye next week. Should be an interesting game. Number 7. The Miami Dolphins. Now they get to prove a little bit more on this list this week when they play Kansas City in Frankfurt, Germany. We'll just have to see. Miami definitely did well playing against New England. They've got some stuff to prove. They got the games coming on up to prove it. Next up, Buffalo Bills. Um, Climbing up here a little bit. Definitely starting to see a little bit more from their offense. Liked it. Dalton Kincaid kind of got in there into that game. So you're starting to see them have a little bit more options on offense. They did just get a piece in defense I covered with that cornerback that they got from Green Bay. Um they they are trending upwards. They've got a big game against the Bengals this week. They can uh who beat them last year. They could uh go a long way to proving they're still one of the top teams in the AFC by winning that game. Number five on the list, Jacksonville Jaguars, guys. Yeah, that's right, Jacksonville Jaguars, number five. Uh, Beat up on the Steelers, did well. And like I said, that defense is very underrated, very underrated. Um, And their offense isn't necessarily something to sleep on either. So just a little heads up there, Jacksonville Jaguars, number five. Number four on this list. Go crazy, Cowboy Nation fans, because Dallas Cowboys, you are number four. Yep, you're above the Niners. Yep, I know you lost to the Niners, but you've been taking care of business lately. Number four on this list. And I'm sure you probably want to be a little bit higher, but I couldn't do it. All right, number three on this list. The Baltimore Ravens. Sneakily playing some pretty good ball and climbing up this list, guys, for sure. Um, You're going to have to see how this, guys, plays out. Ravens, I think, still are the cream of the crop of the AFC North division. I think that they can beat the Bengals um, and make sure that they win this division all the way. So we'll we'll see. But the Baltimore Ravens have been playing some pretty good football and been taking care of business lately. Yeah, they had that one bad loss to the Colts. But, man, I'll tell you what. And they had that uh, bad loss to the Steelers. But... Man, they they they've been playing a ball on the both sides too, offensively and defensively. All right, number two on this list, and some people might be like, "Well, really, number two? They didn't even do anything last week." That's Kansas City Chiefs. I know they they had a bad game against Denver, I but Denver was two guys. I mean, it's like you can't beat a team seventeen straight times. I guess that's the, that's the old that's the old adage. You know, try to beat the Denver Broncos seventeen times, not going to happen. But uh, that's what, uh, you know what? It happens. Kansas City Chiefs are still pretty, cla- you know, the class of the AFC conference. They have a big game to prove it too. And don't tell me that they weren't looking past the Broncos a little bit and thinking about this game in Germany against Miami. All right, the number one on this list, we know who that is. That's the Philadelphia Eagles, guys. Had a little bit of a scare against Washington again, and then just put it on, man, and they are moving the ball, both sides, they are taking care of some business, they, you know, they did a couple maneuvers in the trade really early, like last week, got a guy from Tennessee um, to shore up their secondary, they signed Julio Jones, who actually had a touchdown catch this last week, yes, Julio Jones, that Julio Jones, uh so they're not going anywhere man and aj brown is quiet quietly or on you know not as loudly as tyree kill if you want to say it is having himself an unbelievable season unbelievable season and maybe it's not quietly i mean my goodness this guy is going crazy so there you go guys post week eight power rankings tomorrow we've got our preview of thursday night football and we pick all the games up till Sunday. All right, stay tuned, guys. Thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football podcast with PJ Yankee, and I am out.